How's it going, guys? It's Dylan here with Ruminations of a Fighting Lion. And let me see, my last episode was, what, November 1st? And here we are, December 28th. I need to do this at least weekly or bi-weekly if I want any chance of turning this into a potential career path, but I haven't made it a priority, I suppose. Just life just keeps finding a way of happening and then pushing it to the side. I should probably dedicate just a specific amount of time every week to either, well, to not just recording the podcast, but to kind of rally my thoughts. Or if I need to do research on any kind of topic, then, well, do the research. The problem is, I mean, I wake up at 6 in the morning, 6.30 if I'm lucky, get in my car, I'll get ready first, shower. It's the first thing I do. Shower. Sometimes I take long showers. Sometimes I take short showers. It just depends how I'm feeling. More often it's the long showers. It's my time to think. To decompress and prepare for the day. It's a moment where my thoughts are my own. and Like Jane's Addiction says... The water hits my neck, and I'm pissing on myself, standing in the shower, thinking. Minus the piss part, most of the time. But I believe the last time I recorded an episode there, and some things that occurred, I really genuinely don't remember what was going on. I haven't gone back and listened to it since... I probably should, but I think I was talking about, you know, this girl at work that I've met that I've been spending more time with, and well, since then, we've spent even more time together, and I'm finding myself drawn and more deeply attracted and attached to this girl, which... proposes in itself a whole host of other issues. You know, I'm afraid I don't really know how to have a healthy relationship. I I don't really know what that looks like or what the or what a basis for it would be like I don't I don't really have any family members that I can model or look to for advice on that regards in terms of friends I don't 
I mean, my friend circle was all but vanished in the last few years. I don't really keep in touch with anybody. I'm rather isolated. I mean, I'm even, even communication with my own brother is rare. And for the most part, I isolate myself from my family simply because I just don't want to be around them most of the time. Whether it's one of my sisters is just on a bender, my mother, my father, it's just better to be alone most of the time, I figure. Never know what's going to set them off or what's going to set me off. and It's difficult when you have to walk around on eggshells on a constant basis. But at the same time, this girl is so authentically herself. She's so genuine. She is kind. She's sassy, that's for damn sure. Holy cow. And she's got these idiosyncrasies that are just so damn cute. <laughs> I can't, I can't explain it. And I find myself desiring more and more time with her, but she's a little bit of a shut-in, so. She has to go home and you know, recharge her social battery, or is what she calls it. And I try my best to accommodate that, but I just find myself wanting more and more time with her. And I mean, we work together, but it, it's not one-on-one. -on -one time right there's the, the one the professional environment that we have to conduct ourselves in I can't just you know walk over to her desk and sweep her up in my arms and just kiss her as much as I can people would look at me sideways no matter how much I, I would want to do that but I'm also torn because I'm afraid. I let fear control so many aspects of my life. I have so much untapped potential in my life simply because fear gets in the way and I allow it to be so. But. I'm afraid to commit myself wholly to something that, well, one, um, technically she's not mine. She's someone else's, but. I try and struggle with that fact on a daily basis.
And so I find myself holding back because of that, to protect myself. And frankly, that's the logical, the safe thing to do, is to not allow myself to get to that point you know, where I, where I fall in love. Whatever that means or is, frankly, I don't, I don't know if I know what love feels like. I know what lust feels like, I know what infatuation feels like, but Unconditional love is something I don't, I don't know what it feels like. And it, it, you know, forces me to make the choice of, of protecting myself, of, of protecting my daughter because of the unknown. And, you know, I can't get involved with someone or, well, I mean, I already am. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll be honest with you. I just know that a part of me is afraid, but another part of me wants to be near her, wants to have her presence at all times. And being pulled in two separate directions. She is kind and genuine and generous and authentically herself. And when she opens up to me, and tells me her secrets, since I've felt someone's trust. And I can't say I dislike it. But I'm not the only one in the picture. At least not right now. Maybe sometime in the future. I'd hope that be the case. 
Yeah, well, I'll figure something out, ideally, hopefully. In the interim, well, I'm still at the pharmacy. Still driving roughly, I don't know, 65, 70 miles a day. I've had my new car, this Hyundai Tucson, for less than two months, and I've already put 10,000 miles on it. It's ludicrous. The toxic employees have left, so it's just me, the two pharmacists, this girl. But there is a new girl. I've been training her for the last couple weeks, and she's catching on really, really well, really quickly. And I might... I was given a compliment that was not directed at me. It was directed at her the other day, and you know what? I. I felt quite positive about it. You know, the other day, she's been hired, I think, with us for about you know, three, four weeks now, almost a month at this point. And our IT department, whoever they are, wherever they are, have just been unable to get her login sorted. And so finally, I think, you know, last week or earlier this week, she was finally able to get her login sorted. And so that kind of helped. It allowed me to have more one-on-one -on -one time with her and to train her in the way that she's supposed to be trained, in the way that I want the pharmacy to run you know, efficiently, effortlessly, like machine. But she was processing some prescriptions the other day at my pharmacist, Lisa. Well, she told the new girl that, well, she was really, really impressed that she had typed one of these prescriptions and she thought that I had done it. And it was directed, you know, towards the new girl, obviously. Well, you know, I took that, the, you know, the new girl. She took it really well. She, you know, felt her confidence lift, but at the same time I was also you know, proud that I was able to give her what I did not have, which was effective training and time, which was something that I so desperately and sorely needed when I was first hired. I mean, I was given maybe two or three days to figure everything out and then just thrown to the wolves, which I suppose is effective. I'm very effective at what I do now as a result of it, however, it did create some pretty intense feelings of resentment towards those around me. And I did not want that this time. I wanted this girl to feel like she had all the tools and all the knowledge required. Not recommended, but required to just do the job that we do to process these prescriptions, to send these meds out, to be able to deal with insurance, to contact the nurses, whatever it, it may be. To make sure that these kiddos get their meds on time. And so when my pharmacist gave her that compliment, it, you know, it, I swelled with pride. I was happy for the new girl, but I was also happy knowing that what I was doing in the training had helped her be as comfortable and competent as she already is. And so I was very proud of her and very proud for her as well. 
And so we have another new person coming in in a couple of weeks. So hopefully I'll be able to train her. And then once I have her in and the new girl and me, the girl that I'm interested in, my two pharmacists, I think I can turn the, turn the pharmacy ship around. Can make it far more effective because the last couple of weeks have just been an utter slaughterhouse. Holy cow. Having to process hundreds and hundreds a day. And it's the end of the year and everybody's doing all their own medical, you know, medication reconciliations and every facility is just requesting the same things over and over and over again and things that they haven't even filled or touched in over two or three years. And so it's a lot. And then I've got two people that are on vacation. You know, this girl that I want to spend more time with as well as my other pharmacist. Both of them are out on vacation this week, so hopefully come the new year they'll be back. Assuming they decide to come back and not stay wherever they are. I do so hope they come back. <laughs> oh goodness. I don't know what I'd be able to do with myself without them. Because this week has been utter hell. It's been three people doing six people's work, so... Imagine, in the words of Jim Carrey, imagine my surprise. But if we could just get fully staffed and I can give these technicians what they need, time, training, attention, and competence, then I think we'd actually be able to make things work well and properly oiled like they should. We just gotta get there. And I can get there. On an unrelated note, well, I've also gotten kind of closer with a gentleman in my church and kind of shaping up to be a little bit of a mentor to me. and. I am appreciating that. I had missed my old mentor, Ryan, intensely. I was very sorrowful when I found out he had left. COVID had kind of made everything shift. And so he's kind of got me back into a little bit of a self-development phase, working on uh, learning some cybersecurity, actually. What'd you know about it? It's kind of odd, but I don't want to be one in the healthcare field, and I certainly don't want to be in pharmacy for far much longer. It's just so emotionally draining. At the end of the day, you just feel like you're not actually able to make any kind of difference or change. All I can do is make sure these guys get their meds and then nobody gets hurt. Which I suppose in and of itself is a positive, but... I mean, I spent $500 a month in gas alone. Like, it's just astronomical expense. So if I can do something that pays me more and from home, are you kidding me? Although granted, working from home previously did kind of put me in a 
cabin fever, the shining type of you know, headspace, which was not positive. But I think if I were making more money and had a relatively stable schedule, you know, nine to five, even at home, I think it would be manageable. Now, granted, I do genuinely love interacting with people on a daily basis. I do so love people. I love hearing their stories, asking them questions. This girl and telling me, you know, where her family is from, what part of Mexico they get originate from, and how her mom's food looks so, so good. Oh my goodness. I want to eat her mom's cooking so badly. <laughs> Ugh, she shows me photos all the time and it just makes my mouth water. You have no idea. She tells me that her mom would, she does typically make things extra spicy, but my, granted my stomach can't handle spicy food. She says, well, she could probably make it non-spicy for me. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> mama, please, por favor. <laughs> Food looks so good, oh my goodness. But I just love the stories that I hear from people and how amazing their lives are. I've got a pharmacist I work with who fled Africa because a militant terrorist group had come in and essentially murder village. I've got another pharmacist who fled Castro. I mean, just the people's stories that you find, if you just ask, are incredible. I mean, the stories of strength, of perseverance, of dedication, of love. If people would just ask, the things they would find out about others are incredible. And so I would, I suppose, miss that aspect intensely if I were to work from home, but I'm sure there are ways to satisfy that need. And well, if I, you know, worked from home, I don't know if I would see this girl anymore. And that is kind of, um, bothersome. I think it bugs me more than I realize how much I would miss that. Hmm. I gotta think about that. Well, it sucks if I haven't seen her in well, almost a week. She's been in Mexico with her family visiting on her, her vacation. So that's kind of been rough, but as long as she's spending time with those she loves, as long as she's content and safe and happy, then you know what? Who am I to deny her happiness? And why would I? I 
And granted, I mean, it has been Christmas week, so... I've been able to, you know, enjoy other aspects of this week, you know, without her. Christmas with my family. I didn't have my daughter this year, which kind of made things a little bit sad, but I have her now. It's three days after Christmas, and well, now she's right here, and she's sleeping. Snoring a little teeny bit. So I'll have her, I think, until, I don't know, the third or so, so. That'll be nice. And I got to have my aunt and uncle come and spend Christmas with us and their three dogs, which was rather enjoyable. Granted, I was allergic to the dogs, so that wasn't, but other than that, it was fun. You know, played games, had great discussions. They're both a hoot. be around and so that was fun had my brother and his girlfriend over for Christmas regardless of the bad blood between us and especially between she and I it is always nice to see them nonetheless He seems like he's doing okay. I hope he is. I know that his work is getting really, really rough. That laid me off. <laughs> Sucks to suck, losers. And then the manager quit not too long ago, so it's just back to two people again. <laughs> I'm not jealous, that's for sure. And I really don't think I would go back to work for them, even if they offered. Just the experience altogether was... rather unpleasant. for them just made me feel gross like we weren't actively trying to help our customers I don't know it just felt made me feel icky but this Christmas week has been good it was good to my daughter it was good to my family it's been good to our family. We got a dog. Hypoallergenic Labradoodle, although there really isn't anything as a quote-unquote truly hypoallergenic animal, just one that creates less dander or others or less specific allergens. And so far, I haven't really had any. And she's an absolute sweetheart. And I don't think I've even actually heard her bark once. She's a beautiful dog. Her name is Pumpkin. And I mean, she... The color of her fur, her hair, is pumpkin. Like if Halloween was a dog, it'd be this. <laughs> and she's an absolute sweetheart. 
And so that's been nice. But I recently achieved a goal that I've been working on for over a decade. And I struggle with the experience of what happened, you know, just before, during, and after. And it was something that I had been working on for a very long time and something that I, I achieved and that I know that it was good and it was what I should have done, but the experience left me hollow. I think I went into it with the wrong expectations and I was disappointed ultimately. And I've allowed it to just eat me alive. And so I've had just a really intense crisis of faith as a result of it and I don't. I'm genuinely struggling with it. It breaks my heart. I just, I don't know. That coupled with, you know, meeting this girl and the struggles and stress at work and, you know, how close we've become, I just, I don't, I'm struggling. With that aspect in it. Just felt so unremarkable for something that I thought should have been more. I mean, maybe I, my expectations were too high and that's a possibility as well. That what I was expecting was frankly a misunderstanding on my part. I was expecting some sort of uh, intense revelation or, or epiphany, what have you, and I got nothing. Or maybe I didn't get nothing, I just, I don't know how to interpret what I did get. It's strange. I'm doing what I can at home, in my faith, at work, my family as a father, brother, son, coworker, friend. Not sure, but. is what it is.
I think that's all I've got for tonight, guys and gals. Just a little relative update. Just kind of putting my ramblings out there. Sitting here at, what is it? 11.30, 11.22, December 28th, and just chilling in my bed. My daughter's sleeping right next to me. Just getting my thoughts out. I think next time I should come up with a topic. Do some research around that. I don't know. I'll let you know. Keep you posted. Assuming I can remember to do the damn thing, of course. But yeah, I think that's all I've got. So I wish all of you a good night and a good morrow. And I hope you feel loved this Christmas season. I hope you know that if you're listening to this, that I'm with you in heart and spirit. And I, I hope that you're not alone and that there are people that love you. I love you. Even if I'm just a random guy on a podcast. I hope this reaches somebody who you know, feels isolated that you know what, bud, there are those of us out there who feel the same and we're struggling. But all we can do is just put one foot in front of the other and continue on. Because the alternative is far more painful to those around you. Be safe. And know that there are those around who love you. Even if it doesn't seem or feel like it, you never know where it may come from. But I wish all of you a good night and a good morrow. I love all of you, and I hope to talk to you soon.